The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live, episode number 211. Today's date is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. If you're out there, please say something. We don't know that you're out there in the live chat. If, unless you say something, we are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and I don't know, wherever else that Periscope thing pushes out. It's all good. But like I said, say something if you're out there. We don't know. If you're new to the channel, new to the show, make sure you say something. Tell us where you're from and tell us that uh, we're popping the cherry tonight. So um, we'll give you a shout out and can't promise to make you any smarter. We just we just hope not to make you any dumber. If you uh, if you want to call in or text in, yes, you can call into the show. Utilize a ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is 530-364-4678. Once again, 530-364-4678. And speaking of Aegis Gun Care, we got our field kit in. Um, you can go check this out on their website. It is awesome. It's got a really cool bunch of just basic cleaning supplies with their stuff in there, and it's really cool. Really awesome little pack right there as well. So uh, thanks to Rod and Shelly for doing that. If you're out there and you're a veteran, really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole and you can't seem to find your way out and you're looking for that light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. Don't know if I could give you any medical advice, but I sure as hell could probably be a decent a decent ear to listen to and, and fight you through some stuff and all that. If you're looking for someone that can point you in the right direction of some medical help, remember two things. One, you're not alone in this fight. You've got a lot of brothers and sisters out there that are willing and able to help you in a lot of ways. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veterans Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline, and press the number 1. As always, we are spotlighting the United States Marine Corps. So if you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of the United States Marine, visit the website marines.com. And we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. It's a pretty cool little website that it's got pro-gun, pro-freedom, pro-2A podcasts on it in one place. So if you're looking for that kind of thing, check out selfdefenseradio.net. Looks like someone snuck in during the intros and... uh Let's say hi. We're going to have fun tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about a lot of stuff happened this weekend. If you were um, around and able to get out, there's a lot of things that was going on. Uh, one of them is we're going to talk to our buddy from Oklahoma, the gun snob. What's up, man? Not much. You tired? Did you get a nice nice trip home late last night? Uh, I came home late Sunday night. Uh, that's right. Today's Tuesday. My days kind of go not very smart what it is 
Um, and riding shotgun as always, the tactical virus. I mean, Leprechaun himself. What's up, Gun Tuber Academy? Not overtack, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a switch. So, uh, which what shotgun are you using this week? If you had to choose one, probably that snow goose, man. Oh, you like that one, do you? I do. I like it. Now it's not necessarily anything special. Um, that nursery operated stuff is pretty awesome, which this it is not. But uh, I don't know that just that extended tube and it's just a big honking shotgun. I like it. There you go. Well, before we get going, we always take a few minutes and um, go through our little polls, polls over there on the YouTube side. And uh, we could do a generic one just because it was that time of year. But our first poll to talk about has 949 votes. And it is, what is your favorite season? Spring, summer, fall, or winter? Snob, do you have a favorite season? All by far. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Clove, what about you? deer there you go um for a lot of different reasons um fall comes in at number one with an overwhelming 54 percent in second place with summer at 16 percent and spring and winter at 15 percent tied for third whatever third and fourth whatever yeah fall for me and spring would probably be second for me the difference between fall and spring are the allergies for me. Now, I know a lot of people have fall allergies out there. I never really get affected by them. Uh, the weather's uh, is about the same typically the spring and fall, but minus the allergies and the colors are prettier and all of that stuff. So I, I'm a huge fall fan. Faux show. Uh, our next one is... Um, what is your favorite firearm platform? Obviously, I can't name all of them, but I went with the five that I think are probably would probably be the most um, used. Lever action rifle, handgun, doesn't matter if it's revolver or uh, semi-auto, but uh, lever action rifle, handgun, AR style rifle, shotgun, or bolt action rifle. Clover, if you had to choose one of your, your favorite platform to shoot, what would it be? Probably lever. Lever, do you have a favorite caliber? Forty-five seventy. There you go. There you go. Uh, Snob, if you had to choose one, he's got a lever action right above him, but I don't know if that means anything. But uh, if you had to choose one, what would be your favorite to shoot? I really do enjoy lever action. I enjoy all of them. That was the problem. But I guess I'd probably go with handgun because I shoot that more than I do any of the others. But yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it's handgun, the AR platform. I love them both. I'm, I'm falling in love with bolt action, which kind of gives me a rash to, to think about. I really am enjoying uh, shooting that. But, yeah, still, it's going to be AR or handgun. I, I enjoy both shooting both of those. And those like like those are the two that I shoot the most um, for sure. So I would have to shoot that. But uh, coming in at first place with 49% of the vote is the AR. In second place with 33% is handgun. And then the other three are all tied with 6%. So lever action, shotgun, and bolt action are all tied uh, at 6%. George says, I love AKs. I I love shooting AKs. I I do. I actually like shooting an AK more than I like shooting an AR, but I 
I love the platform of the AR better than the AK. But um, if you've never shot a full auto AK, maybe Snob has this weekend. But if you've never shot a full auto AK, you need to. It's it's one of life's joys. It really is. Uh, just I want to know fun, why fun. our first president is liking communist guns. You know, I was wondering about that, but obviously he might have when he was still over in England as a youngster, maybe, you know, um maybe he got the shoot one over there in the early 70s. He was around you know, he I was mean, around before they were communists. This is true. That's, this that's is what true. it was. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's okay. what it that, that's 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 fair because that is true. Um Yeah. Uh, rail guns, our and daughter says rail guns. There you go. Uh, and G 23, he's, he, he just, he, he, he's still, he loses his mind. He's, you know, he's still trying to push the 40 and it just ain't going to happen. My man, I, I guess. I don't uh, know what's Pat wrong says with being about a good bolt gun. Huh? I don't, I said, I don't know what's wrong with being 41 or 42 or 43. I don't know why you have to be 40 for life. You know, I'm 46 and I'm enjoying 46. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. He's so, uh, he's ageist or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, if, if you're going to pick one, 40 wouldn't be the age that I want to stay for life. I would pick like 26, 27, somewhere in there, maybe 30. You know, the 30s were a pretty good decade for me. I don't know about you guys, but um, the 30s were a pretty good decade. So if I was going to choose one, I would definitely wouldn't choose 40. You know, 40 would be a yeah, different, would different you, thing to choose from. But assuming that you lost everything you experienced after that age, would you still want to stay that age, right? That's the question that comes into play. So if you could go back and you could be younger with the experience you've got now, that's one thing. But I'm not sure I'm willing to give up the life experience I've got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because depending no, on your it. life experience, could depending on your life experience, you've got more things to validate whether you're actually having fun with your life or not, right? Well, this and is you know true. more ways to have fun as well. There's a part of me that says I'd like to be like 20 or 21, maybe 21. Still in the core, no money. Um, wife and I just got married when I was 21. We were having a really good time, having doing all sorts of weird and crazy shit. I don't think you can talk about um, that on YouTube. No, I don't think so either. But uh, but that was a fun time. But I was still a naive little kid too. So um, there's a lot to be said, like you said, about life experience. Um, 19 was a great year because I was overseas and had a, had a really good time for a year and a half that I was gone over there. So um, I know it sounds fun, uh, weird. People saying they had a fun overseas. I did. I had a good time. Uh, we did some cool stuff. So uh, that was a good year, year and a half. So I don't know. I don't know. But it would be 40. I guarantee you that. All right. One of the topics we're going to talk tonight is the last poll. I could only put five and there was a few that I would love to put on and going back and forth, but favorite war movie, and this has 905 votes, favorite war movie. So the five that I went with are platoon from 1986 apocalypse. Now 1979 full metal jacket, 1987 lone survivor, 2013 
and Saving Private Ryan from 1988. Snob, of those five, which one's your favorite of those five? Uh, well, the only one I remember seeing in theaters was Saving Private Ryan, and that is an excellent movie. Yeah. But they're all good. Full Metal Jacket probably would be my favorite, though. Saving Private Ryan or Full Metal Jacket, one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Chloe, what about you? I think Jacket probably edges out just ever so slightly. Saving Private Ryan. You know, all of these movies for me have parts of them that are my favorite parts of, of the movie. Um, like Full Metal Jacket. For me, if they would have stopped the movie right after the boot camp sequence, you know, that half of the movie, if they just would have stopped the movie there, not saying the rest of it was bad, but if they would have just stopped it right there, that would have been good enough for me to make a great movie. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal sequence there with Arlie Ermy, the late, great Arlie Ermy. Um, then you've got, um, saving private Ryan, saving private Ryan, how it was good. But if you take the first 10 or 15 minutes of saving private Ryan, which is the beach landing in Normandy, that I remember seeing that for the first time going, Holy shit. Uh, that's some, that's crazy. Like, and then they had interviews with some guys that were actually there at Omaha beach in world war two. And they were even saying, like, as far as like a Hollywood description and, and all that, that's about as close as it gets. And I just remember seeing Saving Private Ryan the first time, that, that first sequence of the beach landing. And it's like, holy hell, that's crazy. Um, Platoon. You didn't, look, you didn't look away from the TV when you was watching Saving Private Ryan after you watched that scene. No, no, no. I, I love the whole movie, but that first 10 or 15 minutes mm -hmm. made the movie. Like, yeah, that you're right. Like, if, if it had started out a different way, who knows? But that first 10 or 15 minutes, like you said, kind of everyone's in. They're in. From that point on, they're in. Uh, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal part of the movie. Um, for me, Platoon is interesting because I remember when it came out, we were... I want to say like in Colorado or something like for Christmas or something. And we went with a couple of families and all that. So the dads went to see platoon. They took some of the kids that the, the guy kids that wanted to go. I didn't know what it was about. I was 11 years old, you know, I don't remember like being shock and all. I don't remember being scarred for life from platoon. Cause we will say, Oh my God, it took you to see platoon at 11. I don't remember like being scarred. Maybe I am, but, I, I do remember this though. Platoon was the first movie that I ever went to in my entire life. And there's only been a couple since aside from Marvel movies. And you'll know why when I say this, there's only been a couple since um, American sniper was one. Um, but platoon was the first movie when it was over. No one moved. No one got up and left. They just sat there. And I remember specifically asking my dad, I was like, what's going on? Why is it? Why aren't we leaving? He's like, let's just kind of sit here for a minute. And it was that there was that dark and deep of a movie that I think everyone wanted to sit there for a second and just like take in and say, what the hell was that? Um, that was the weirdest thing for me was that was the first time I ever experienced no one moving after the movie was over. It's just they just sat there. Uh, there weren't any end credits like there are in Marvel and all that, but they just sat there and it was crazy. I remember American Sniper, kind of the same thing. Everyone's kind of sat there and was like, wow, um, that was that was close to making it. 
Um, for me, I overall of those five, there's a part of me that says Apocalypse Now is my favorite. Um, and I think people that are younger have no idea how good of a movie Apocalypse Now is. Um, you got Robert Duvall, you know, the, the famous, I love the smell of napalm in the morning and Marlon Brando at its best. And, uh, obviously Martin Sheen and apocalypse now I think was a great movie. It was dark. It was weird at times. And, um, people say that it's a Vietnam war movie and it, and it is a Vietnam war movie because it's based on the Vietnam war. But a lot of the things that happen mentally with folks that are in that situation in war, the fog of war or whatever, that can translate to no matter where you are, whether it's World War One up to Iraq and Afghanistan, people change mentally when they're uh, going through all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's that was a great one. You know, American Sniper didn't make it. Um, Jarhead was close to making it. Uh, Hurt Locker. I mean, there's some great, great movies. So I'm going to go to Clover and say, now take those five. You don't have to choose of those five. Do you have like a favorite uh, one or two or three quote unquote war movies that is are your favorites that may not be the, one of those five? I do. I do like Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker was good. Jeremy Renner was phenomenal in that. Yeah, but you know. When we talk about something that I can, I can literally watch over and over. It, it's weird because it, it really is, and a lot of those are hard to watch over and over. They are, um, yeah, well, absolutely. But Full Metal Jacket is just, and, and it's on the list. But it's the, it is the one that, I mean, if it's on and I'm flipping through, you know, like, well, assuming mm-hmm. I'm somewhere that's got TV that does that, because now everything's on demand. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll any. Any, at any time throughout it, I will stop and finish watching it, and it will yeah. not hurt my feelings. Yeah. There's some good ones out there. Good morning, Vietnam. It's a terrible movie, aside from Robin Williams. And the great thing about that movie is there was no script that they wrote for Robin Williams' character, Adrian Cronauer, when he's on the air. There was no script. They said, here's a microphone. Go. And that must have been one of the if you were on on set while that movie was being made, that had to have been one of the best movies ever to make because you had no idea what was coming. You had no idea what was coming, which I think is pretty awesome. Uh, we were soldiers. That's a good one. Um, 30 dozen. Absolutely. Battleground. Battleground. I, don't, I, don't, I guess I can't put the name to that. You guys remember Battleground? Either one of you? That, that sound familiar? I have to go check that one out. Uh, I'm assuming he meant pork chop pill, but pork chop pill. I don't know if that would be a uh, fun one. Is that where they poke dance on the side of a hill? I'm not a big po- yeah. I'm not a big poke music guy, so I don't know if I'd like that or not. <laughs> well, then when you when you talk about war movies, right? That's what that's yeah. the, that's the context of this, right? Why are we talking yeah. modern? I mean, what about like oh, yeah. 300? Of Iwo Jima right? here, yeah. Well, about, I was going to say 300 on the Patriot. I was going to say Dances of the Wolves. One. It's a war movie. Well, it is. Technically, but Dances I didn't the like wolves. the movie regardless of what it was what? about. I didn't like it. Oh, you're it's too long, man. It's just too long. 
uh stands of iwo jima there's a great one of my dad's favorite ones that he used to watch all the time was the bridge over river kwai that was a good movie um, what about forrest gump forrest gump is I, I would consider that a war movie one of the best movies of all time in any genre honestly let's just be honest they about could it fall into the war movie category they could no doubt about it no doubt uh green berets yep in harm's way um that was a good one i i See, you know, this is the, the the great debate of John Wayne versus uh, Clint Eastwood. People love to have that. When it comes to westerns, there's no. It, it's hands down to me, Clint Eastwood, hands down. I don't think that John Wayne. He had some great ones. I, you know, Rio Bravo comes to mind. There was some really good um, westerns that John Wayne was in. But when I think John Wayne, I think the old war movies. I thought he was a much better in the war movies than he was in the westerns. That's just me. Um, I don't know what you guys think about John Wayne in the war movies or not, but uh, I, I really enjoyed him in the war movies. The Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter. That doesn't ring a bell either. De Niro. Is it De Niro? I guess I don't remember that. Is that an old one? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I remember that one? Uh, no, 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 not De Niro. Um, yeah, De Niro's in Deer Hunter. Is yeah, it okay. Pacino? De Niro's in it. Is it okay? I, I guess I don't know that one. I have to go check that one out too. It's an old movie. I figured right from the seventies. Yeah, De Niro. Yes. Uh, good Lord, there's several in it, right? Christopher Walken, Meryl Streep. Oh, he was. I love, I love me some Christopher Walken, man. Uh, Specky said Jarhead really shows the on the ground food bar of war. I never served, so I don't know how real Jarhead was a really good one. Um, yes, it showed a lot of the bullshit that goes on. Um, it shows how to put this everyone's goal when you go somewhere, honestly, the only goal is to get home. Okay. Anyone that tells you differently, you know, they're lying. Your goal is to come home, okay? Everyone has to deal with the craziness slash bullshit that you've got to go through when you're down there. And everyone has their own coping mechanisms. Everyone has their own way to cope. Everyone has their own routines. And that's really what being gone is about is is being overseas is is routines if you can set yourself up with a a, a decent routine that you're gonna be able to do every day it does make the time go by a lot quicker what jarhead does is it shows that in a certain sense that everyone has their own thought processes and, and mentality to get them through this shit and um yeah that's the great thing about it is everyone's is different um everyone has certain priorities that they're wanting to to see through and get through and all of that um but yeah that that's that was definitely a, a great movie um i'm trying to see here i'm going back down through van johnson 1949 van johnson who's in that one Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. It's got to be a World War II movie, though, which are some of the best ones. Now, there, someone's up there was saying Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge is phenomenal, no doubt. TJ is out there. 
TJ's got the green and the, the crayon and all that. He is uh, a channel member. So thank you all the channel members and all my patrons out there. TJ, I sent you an email earlier today. If you want to jump in, you're more than welcome to. Um, bridge too far. Great one. Definitely. Uh, now, here's the thing. So Jamie's out there. Jamie's a buddy of mine from here. Shot with him a little bit. Go do a lot more shooting because he's going to get into the long range thing. Well, he's he's been involved with the competition side. Um, Blackhawk down. So I'd never seen it before until um, Sunday night. Sunday was the 20th anniversary of the Battle of Mogadishu, and 1993, October 3rd and 4th was when Black Hawk Down went. Um, I never saw it. I never wanted to see the movie. I know that they weren't in Mogadishu filming this thing, but I spent time there and I don't want to see a movie about it. Um, I watched it though. I watched it Sunday night and it is, it's pretty good movie. Um, pretty damn good movie. I don't think it cracks, cracks my top five, but it's a damn good movie. But, and a lot of people, even my wife's like, you see it before. I said, no, I, I haven't. I've, I've, specifically avoided watching that movie for several reasons um but i watched it for the first time and it was pretty good i'm not gonna lie um let's see here oh the longest day ah how could you, yeah that's a great one i he says uh chris says my dad loved the longest day he was in the navy when they filmed it and one of the ships longest day is a really good one um let's see here i'm going down the deer hunter, Gary says, in '78, the eagle has landed. Nobody's mm, mentioned the in the army now yet. I'm disappointed. You know, I, I you know, <laughs> how how Polly Shore didn't win an Oscar in that. I, I, know, I don't right? know. Man, fabulous <sighs> movie, man. Fabulous. Now, G23 says stripes, stripes, stripes is a great movie. Um, yep. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a war movie, but it is a great movie. It's a military-based movie. It is hilarious. Pat says Heartbreak Ridge. Heartbreak Ridge, um, about 75% of Heartbreak Ridge is a great movie. There's about 25% of it that's, eh. But, yeah, I, I, Heartbreak Ridge is still one of those. When it's on, I'm going to watch it. No matter where I am in the movie, I'll, I'll watch it for sure. Um. So Sean says we were soldiers and saving Private Ryan or his two faves. Uh, Twelve strong. Now that's one of my wife's favorite. That was a good. I forgot about that. So this is with Chris Chris Hemsworth, and it's about a group of um, I want to say they were Rangers, maybe. Can't remember. Rangers, maybe that were the first twelve people. Um, that went into Afghanistan and uh, they had to use horses, but they relied on these tribal leaders to get through certain places and to fight the other ones and all that. Really, really good movie. Really good action sequences for sure. Um, yeah, and Rich is right about the longest day. It shows the invasion from both sides and, uh, you know, great movie. Now, someone has mentioned earlier Schindler's List. Not not in the comments, but in the comments of the thing, it's 
not a war movie. It's about the repercussions of war and all that. And it's a great movie, but that's a movie. I think I've only seen it maybe once or twice because that one is a tough one to watch. Um, that's not one that I'm just going to sit there and say, hey, that one's on TV. Let's watch Schindler's List. Yeah, that was that's a tough one to watch. So I, I've only seen it a couple times at the most, maybe just once. Um, so we're but, you know. we're talking about um, you know just some that are coming to mind, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fury behind enemy lines. Fury behind enemy lines. Uh, yeah. Tears of the Sun. Wind Talkers. What's the other? Wind Talkers was one? good. Sure, I forgot about Wind Talkers. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Harbor. See, I wasn't a big fan of Pearl Harbor. Well, I'm just I'm just kicking it out there right yeah and then when uh if we're talking about like old like you know pre 1900s mm-hmm. or whatever um gettysburg or braveheart gettysburg is great braveheart <laughs> you know my feelings about braveheart yeah, absolutely um yeah gettysburg was a, i forget about gettysburg yeah mm-hmm. um you know it's, it's funny at least people our age uh, and we're all roughly the same age so I'm going to bring you in on this one. I mean, just feel free to just jump in. But when when you hear war movies, like I I think about World War II Vietnam era movies. You know, that's kind of what I grew up watching. When you hear war movies, which ones like which war comes to mind for you? Probably the same as you, World War II Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's you, when most of the thing? best movies were. You know, I would agree. Mm-hmm. There have been some good movies in the last 20 years about the war in the Middle East. I get it. There have been some good ones. But when I hear war movies, I, my mind automatically goes to, yeah, those old movies, um, World War II, Vietnam movies. What about you, Clove? What, what, yeah, where does your mind go? My mind probably goes to the more, you know, yeah, probably you know, World War II and Vietnam. But as far as what I think I enjoy more, I enjoy the more historical old school swords and type stuff for, for whatever yeah. reason. Knights and type stuff like that. Yeah. Close and personal. I, one of my favorite movies um, is The Last Samurai. And yeah. and it's 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 technically a war movie because that was um, the end of the samurai when the emperor or you know the, the imperial army basically wanted to get rid of the samurai. Um, but that, that, that's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Um, let's see here. Uh, Smeggy says I'm taking a, a brave stand that I don't like Pearl Harbor. I didn't like the movie Pearl Harbor. I, I thought it was a pretty bad movie. Yeah, it was more I'm of sorry. a like a love story during the war. Yeah, exactly. That I, I don't like Midway. Right? No, Midway was good. The one that came out a few years ago, Midway, that was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of Pearl Harbor, but much, much better, you know? Go ahead, Snobby. You were saying something? Oh, I was just agreeing. I didn't think Pearl Harbor was that great. I'm not into love movies, though, love story movies. And that's what yeah. I would consider it more than a war movie. Yeah. It's a love story uh, with some war in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sean says 300 is a, cl- 300 is a great one uh, for sure. FNH out there says Red Dawn documentary in the 80s was good. The documentary Red Dawn. I think we all would agree that the uh, 80s version of Red Dawn is a million times better than yep. the reboot. Um, yep. At least I, I think so. I don't know. If, I'm not I watched the reboot. Mind. I watched the reboot just to the be able not to. Terrible. 
Well, it's I watched true. it. I watched it just to be able to compare the two, right? Knowing sure. that it was not going to stack up just by the actors in it more than anything. No right? doubt. No and doubt. Um, and I'm a Hemsworth fan. And it didn't. Man. And, uh, you know, so I never watched it again and have no inclination to do that. Yeah. Smega says I wasn't talking about the movie. Now he's he understands that my wife's uh, from Okinawa. Funny story about Pearl Harbor is I remember when the movie came out, and my parents had called one night. It's like, hey, do you guys want to go to a movie? And I was like, yeah, you know, what do you want to go see? And said, oh, let's go watch Pearl Harbor. And, and this is funny because. They don't look at my wife. This is a long time ago, but they even then they didn't look at her as being Japanese. It was just my wife, you know, and which I think is awesome. But I was like, eh, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> like, why not? And I said, I don't think Risa would enjoy that. You know, I don't, I don't I just don't think that she would enjoy that movie. And I could just sit there and picture my wife carrying the Japanese flag inside that theater going bonsai bonsai. I just, it was the funniest thing. I was like, yeah, I don't think my wife would really want to go see Pearl Harbor. And she didn't, but, uh, my God, that was funny. Um, fly boys. Which one was fly boys? Fly boys. Was that like, a, a spoof it was clearly of a Navy movie. Yeah, it might've been a spoof of like top gun or something. I don't know. Bob Bob Black Sheep, yep. Um, ooh, Kelly's Heroes is great. Dirty Dozen is great, no doubt. Oh, Bob Bob Black Sheep, yeah, it was a TV show, but uh, Dirty Dozen was great. And Kelly's Heroes, Kelly's Heroes might be, mm, man, that, that's that's a really really good one. So so not an accurate, you know what I mean, like an alternate universe type, I guess. You okay. would call it war movie, but Inglorious Bastards was pretty good. See, I I wasn't a huge fan. I thought it was an entertaining movie, but I didn't think yeah. it was a great movie. Well, that's what, you know what, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. meant to be, you know, realist, was meant to be realistic or anything like that. But I mean, yeah. it was an entertaining way to, yeah, to lace all that in, I think. Chef Boyardee out there says best war movie is definitely the Transformers movies of the eighties. Go away, go cook something. Well, I was fixing to mention like Future War. You know, it's like that gets into a whole other ball game of like who does that right, right? Because like, yeah. like uh, Starship Troopers, for example, right? I and mean, they went way over the top with all the weird extra stuff they did. But you know, I yeah. I didn't think the first one was for what it was, which was obviously a b movie right um, right i thought it you know it wasn't bad and it it catapulted a few catapulted a few actors into more prominent roles as well denise mm -hmm. richards and yeah. uh busey was you know, kid jake let's Busey. let's be honest um denise richards had that one movie with kevin Dillon that put her on the map that's true that's a good movie. I like that movie. Uh, sorry. Um, let's see here. Someone was talking about... Uh, where did I just see it? Mm. Oh, yeah. Obviously, 13 Hours, our good buddy Tonto. Um, it was so funny. I sent him a text on September 11th because a lot of people don't realize that 
the Benghazi happened years later, but it was on September 11th also. And I was like, hey, think about you and your boys today. And he's like, thanks, man. Most people forget. And I was like, no worries, you know. But, uh, yeah. So, Sean White says, Navy SEALs, good documentary. <laughs> um, you know, I enjoy Navy SEALs, but I like young Charlie oh. Sheen. You know? You know? So... Okay. Not necessarily a war movie, right? But right. Uh, Act of Valor has not been mentioned. Okay, and I was going to bring that. I totally, my I totally forgot. But when you, if that falls into the war movie category, it does. That, sure. That's you asked earlier about favorite, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, that's yeah. So Maybe. Act of Valor is that movie that when I first saw it, I literally watched it and was like, this is the worst movie ever. Like, by far the worst acting I have ever seen. Like, whoever cast this movie should never cast movie again. It was the worst acting ever. And then I start watching it. And I'm watching it. And, and, and everyone has their thing. You know, when they're watching a movie, they're watching for a certain detail. Like, Clover, when he's watching, like, Marvel stuff and all that, he's, like, he's looking for specific things or some kind of Star Wars stuff. He's looking for specific things. When I'm watching a war movie, I'm looking for specific things. I want to see the handling and the team movements and the communication for some reason, that's just what I focus on. So like I said, active valenting, and this is the worst movie, the worst acting I have ever seen in any movie ever. But whoever taught these guys are, is great because these, these guys movements and communication and handling is perfect. Like it's perfect. I'm like, so whoever was the military consultant on that movie was freaking awesome. Find out later that they weren't even actors. They were literally active duty SEALs that were playing those roles. They just happened to be in country for a while. They paid them. I want to say that they were hired at first to be the consultants. And they're like, you know what? Let's just do it ourselves. But it was perfect. And I'm like, okay, that's why the acting sucked is because they actually were active duty SEALs. But yeah, active valor is one of those great ones. Um, if you can get past the fact that the acting's terrible, uh, and it is to this day, it's still a terrible acting, but it is a phenomenal movie. Uh, let's see here, Kelly's Heroes. Are, uh, just Idaho out there bringing up Bat Two One. Man, I totally forgot about that one, but that's pretty awesome. Gene Hackman and Danny Glover. Yeah, Jamie up there says Fury. Fury was a really good. So okay, we've talked about this before, Clover. I pride myself for a long time that I was not a Brad Pitt fan. Prided myself. I just don't like Brad Pitt. My totally wife's like, you're full of role. shit. But my yeah. wife says, you're full of shit. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, one of your favorite movies is 12 Monkeys. And I was like, yeah. She goes, why do you like 12 uh -huh. Monkeys? It said Brad Pitt. And uh -huh. she goes, you like this movie. That's Fight you know? Club. You like Fight Club. One of my favorite movies ever. And, you like and football. And I was like, I like Moneyball. I'm like, God damn, I'm a Brad Pitt fan. And if it was not for, and if it was not for Rusty, for Brad Pitt, I would probably not be on board with Ocean's Eleven. But yeah, Brad no doubt, Pitt just, no doubt, he makes it. I don't know. Yeah, he, he and Matt Damon are my two favorite characters in those movies. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I sit there and had to face the fact that I guess I'm a fan of Brad Pitt. You know, it sucks, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, so a lot of people don't get Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't get. There's a few of them out there. Quentin Tarantino, M. Night Shyamalan. People don't 
get his movies sometimes. I get them and I love them. I'm a, I'm a big yeah. Tarantino and Shyamalan fan. So those get yeah. they get off more into the art form. Like really, oh, yeah. you have to mm-hmm. you have to think on so many levels. Most people just want to watch a movie and be entertained, and there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but you there's a those two in spe- you know specifically, and there are other directors and producers mm-hmm. and stuff as well that you know you really got to put in some work on their movies. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, catch up. Uh, Rich White says, Dog Soldiers is a good military movie for October since they were fighting werewolves. <laughs> I don't remember Dog Soldiers. Um, okay. Outlaw Josie Wales is a war movie. Well, Tara was talking there earlier about aspects some- of it that, yes, yes. Tara was yes. talking earlier about some TV shows, right? She was talking about yeah. China Beach and something else, you know, and I would say if you're going to get off into TV shows, I mean, obviously MASH, right? MASH, great one. Um, Hogan's Heroes is probably my favorite. <laughs> right, um, right. Hogan's Heroes is hilarious. I love Hogan's Heroes. But they had um, the Dirty Dozen. It was a TV show there for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think know. they made a TV show about that. I think they made it. Maybe I thought they did. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, but yeah, uh, war movies. I, I, I'm, I love war movies. Uh, yeah, Buck says Mash movie. Now, Mash people remember Mash TV show more than anything. Mash the movie is pretty good. You got, uh, oh, what's his name? Donald Sutherland was in it, and. Um, yeah, great, great movie. Um, but yeah, MASH, MASH is good. My dad did, loved MASH. What did so MASH stand for movie. again? I don't remember. Mm. Um, it was one of those, um, mobile hospitals. I'm not sure what the, it's mobile. If anybody out there knows, hospital. put it in the chat because I can't um, remember. It's, it's mobile, and it was about me in one of those mobile hospitals. that Mobile Army something hospital, probably. Or yeah, something, something like that, that yeah. Um, oh, The Great Escape. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. There, there you, go. you go. I knew Rich would know it. He got a lot of useless information that noggin has. Uh, he also says uh, The Great Escape. Great Escape, yep, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, Green Berets coming up again. Um, we got Snom in here. I'm going to bring him in first. Like I said, there were a lot of really, um, a lot of busy things happening all over the country when it comes to 2A this weekend. One of them was Eric's shootout in Georgia, Eric Better 8888. And I know that Snob and Sarge and Obnoxious. You guys made the trek down there. How was this? This was your first time going to that shoot, wasn't it? Yeah. What'd you think? Was it was it worth it? Would you have fun? Or yeah, you know, give some highlights about it. We had a lot of fun. Hung out with Jeff and TJ quite a bit from Gear Report. Yeah. Played ukulele with them. I mean, that was the highlight, really. Sure. Anytime you can play a ukulele with you know famous people, it's cool. Now, did you um I want to say that was Longview, Texas. There, Sarge. Anyone tells where Tin Cup was filmed? I think it was like Longview Country Club in Texas. Might be wrong about that, but um. So, did you take the ukulele knowing you were going to play? I'm assuming Jeff yeah, brought one yeah. of the guitars. Yeah. No, we all three brought ukuleles. Jeff oh, he brought. Ukulele. I didn't know. I didn't know he had a ukulele. Also. Yeah. Yeah. 
I bet you we guys were um, ukuleles. It was it was wonderful. Me and TJ couldn't play anything like nothing. Def could a little. Was it, did you guys play like around the campfire and all that? I didn't have a campfire. But we played in Jeff's big huge tent. Yeah, he brought one of the big CP tents, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Massive one. So and what he was the uh, us to help him take it down? That's because he's a nice course, guy. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kingwood, that's what it was. Not not Longview, Kingwood, Texas. Yeah. Um, what was the one thing that stands out in your mind that you shot this weekend that was like, oh, that was most. That was. I mean, I'm sure you shot a lot of I cool mean, the stuff. Mutant, the mutant was pretty pretty good because it had a horde break on it, and it was just it was fun. CMG mutant. Yeah, TJ said it was hard to play and drink beer at the same time. I'd imagine it would be. Weather looked like it was pretty decent for you. Didn't rain like balls like it did a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was good weather. So that's good. There is. Uh, did you happen to shoot the the Mean Arms new blowback? Yes, I did. The roller delay and? blowback. It's really neat. They actually handed us a normal AR nine first. Shot a mag through it, fifteen rounds or twenty rounds, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then they handed you the roller delay blowback and yeah there is the recoil impulse is totally different yeah yeah it's neat i'm looking forward to shooting that hopefully i'll shoot it in january but um yeah i've been really looking forward to that but i've heard good things about it from a lot of people this weekend so that it was really good so i didn't know if yeah, it was what neat. you thought of it um trying to think of what else i saw over there what kind of uh, uh, everyone should they stay the Daisy in there in Livonia? That's a that's a highly recommended. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Would budget like once. it? Huh? Would budget like that days in? Yeah. The sad thing is there wasn't another motel around. Another one? We oh, were really? trying to find anything. We were willing to spend whatever. We couldn't find anything for like an hour drive, so we stayed yeah. there. No one on like VRBO or anything. No, we looked at that before we even went trying to find something. Yeah. Well, next time it might just be more, just a lot better just to stay with Jeff in the tent. Honestly, mm-hmm. he offered. We thought about it. At the, after we saw our motel, we definitely thought about it. <laughs> well, let me just tell you: when you drive up and there's a couch on the uh, balcony and a charcoaler, you know you might be in a bad motel. Yeah. And it was days in by Wyndham. It wasn't a cheap motel. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't one of the old Motel 9s that was converted into a Days Inn that was probably 40 years old. Maybe it was. Now, Sarge says the driving range was in Rusk. Is that true there, Clove? That's a new one on me if it is. I'm not saying it's wrong, but because they filmed parts of movies all over the place, and I will say this, I've been on numerous movie sets. We've talked about it privately before you and I different stuff. Um, they film like a lot of stuff in this area because of the, you know, mainly because of the train. Um, but because of the, the landscape is a little bit unique, you know, it's really wooded, but there's also a lot of hills. So I'm surprised you're not saying that they're there because they know that you're there. Yeah. I don't have anything to do with me, but but if anybody mm-hmm. wants to ever have an interesting conversation, the movie American Outlaws, that's mm-hmm. the one with Great Uber, movie. right? Uh, Colin Farrell, Jesse James, yeah. 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 
Um, mm. Yeah, that was that was the more most importantly awesome. with um, what's her name? Allie Larder. Um, yeah, Allie Larder. Good. Um, that was um, that was the funnest time I've ever had on a movie set. Oh, by far, it was amazing. Uh, but I've actually I've actually eaten hamburgers at a table with Sam Elliott twice. That's how often they film crap. I think Sam Elliott's probably a pretty cool guy to hang out with. He's pretty laid back. <laughs> pretty pretty laid seen, back. He probably, he probably stoned most of the time, I bet. Yeah. Um, well, good. Would you recommend for those people that might want to go one day, um, going to the range day? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. And got to talk to a lot of people, you know, we hadn't seen in a long time and stuff like that. And just, it was a lot of fun in general. And there was a, several companies there, quite a few actually. Yeah. 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 How long was that drive for you? Uh, it took me like 13 and a half hours coming home. Cause on the way I went out to Sarge's, we met at Sarge's house and shot together and goofed off on gotcha. Friday before we went down. 13 and a half, which means it probably about what about a nine 10 and a half, 10 hour drive for me, I bet. Something like yeah, that. Probably. probably around 10. Okay. I've drawn a lot more. Sarge says it was cool pajamas. Oh, <laughs> Eric went out there in pajamas. He was going to do a meltdown and then they end up having some problems with the gun and end up not doing the meltdown as he started it. Like the first magazine, he had problems, but he what goes he out there. Hmm? What was he going to shoot? You know? I don't remember. It was had a silver arm suppressor on it, but I don't remember what the gun was now. I actually took off up there and got my drone out because I was going to fly my drone over it and film it while they was doing it. And then by the time I got down there, he was already done. Literally, it was that short. But uh, he comes out there and he's wearing, of course, he'd been wearing like swim trunks and a t-shirt all day and Crocs. So he come, he goes in there and puts on pajamas that were, yeah, that were actually in the movie Red Dawn. They were oh, yeah. actual movie props from the movie. So he's wearing them around. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did you get to go to a ghost town? Oh, we went to Ghost Town in the Sky. You ever heard of that? What is it? It's a, it's a theme park out by Sarge that was uh -uh. closed down years ago. And it's like they just walked away from it. Well, Sarge happens to know people and happen to get a key. Because you used to have to ride a ski lift up to it. But there's a service yeah. road that goes in the back, extremely steep service road. But well, he just yeah. happened to get a key to get us in there. And we may have drove down Main Street of Ghost Town in the Sky. But it's like this theme park that just closed yeah. the doors and now it's just overgrown. It's pretty cool. So it's still not open. No plans yeah. to be open again, I guess. Wow, that is kind of cool. So. But I mean, all the rides are still there and all the old towns all still there. Now, Clover's trying to start a whole new conversation with Zombieland. Zombieland is a great movie. Um, both of them are. Both Zombielands are pretty damn funny. Not, not oh, going to lie. First, one, first oh. one, as usual, a little bit better than the second one. That's pretty normal. But the second one still good, held though. up. The second one still mm -hmm. held up. Yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson something? brings it, man. I was just yeah. going to say one more thing about my trip before I forget. I need to tell yeah. everybody. On my way out there, I stopped in a town in, in southern Missouri where Tardot Did is you? and spoke with Tardot. He is still alive, and Jesse wasn't there. Did he you speak to her through a door? Did you get no, eyes on Tardot? He his hand and everything. He is still alive, so she had him working. But so I'm, I'm curious. So 
did you, you obviously you had to go through Alabama. Did did you did anybody stop at the Alabama Buckies? I did. Was I, it was it was fact, it anything? You've been to Texas Buckies, right? As a matter of fact, okay. it's you've been to Texas like, Buckies. It's just like the one in Melissa or the other one that I've been to. Over oh, you shut your mouth. There's rude over there. <laughs> oh, wow. The people are rude and they don't say hello, welcome to Buckies, like every two seconds. They just walks don't like your ass, dude. And when you there's ask a lot them of for help, they ask there's a lot of people don't like you. Yeah, there's a maybe lot of people snob, don't like you. Yeah, maybe snob just wasn't as engaged as I normally am when I go to Bucky's. Mm-hmm. I will but, say though, it's different. You know how, like, at least Melissa, the gas pumps are just you know five million feet long, just a straight line. At the one at Birmingham, it's a U around the building. I mean, it's still worlds of gas pumps, but it's a U around yeah. the building. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of nicer, probably, but it has a little less parking, maybe right up against the building area, but still. It's huge. I probably have, but I'm not a connoisseur of gas station slash. It's not a gas stop. station. I it's not a truck stop. I don't think I've ever been to a Bucky's. No, it's not. Back, no trucks are allowed. There's mm-hmm. actual signs that no trucks are allowed. Well, and plus, if I don't you stay there very long. Because of people car camping or things like that or parking their motorhomes, you will get a ticket for staying in their parking lot too long. You know, I was on my way out to Sarge's, and I'm cruising along, and I see this sign, Bucky, a Bucky's sign says, Beavers at work ahead. So I got all excited. I'm like, yes, the Bucky's. All excited. And I get to another sign, and it's got the Bucky's dude, and it says TikTok. I was like, hmm. So I look it up real quick on my phone. It's like, oh, they just broke ground on it in June. But I went by there and it's no, it's not there fast. yet. It's Where's it at? Lebanon, Tennessee. Really? On I forty. Just basically a little ways out of Nashville. Lebanon. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's that's just south of Nashville. Uh, it's I think it was straight east. Maybe Nashville on forty. Clover, when we were talking, when we were looking at places to stay at, when we were gonna go to in in Ram in Nashville, Lebanon's where we decided because it was like a third of the price that it was to stay in actually Nashville. That's where we were going to stay was in Lebanon. If you remember, it's just, it's just a little, you know how they normally build Bucky's just a little outside of the main city. Yeah. 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 I just, I, 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 if I've, if I've been to a Bucky's, it you would remember. You would remember. definitely remember it. It, you ain't it did been. not stick with me. So yeah. yeah, you ain't been. When did you move from San Antonio? I moved to San Antonio in 98 when I got out, and we left in 2001. I'm pretty so. sure you hadn't been to a Bucky's now. Okay, so they're newer stuff? Um, Bucky's is fairly new, yeah. Okay. As far as the expansion of Bucky's, anyway. Now, there is one place that I would love to go to. It's that one. It's the largest one ever. It's up there in Iowa or something. That's like this massive truck stop. It's yeah, got a truck theater stop. in it and all that. Yeah. yeah. I would love to go there just because I've heard the thing is incredible. Hmm. It's just a truck stop, though. Bucky's is much neater than it. I've been to both. Yeah. Is uh, Bucky's bigger? Depends on the Bucky's because some are larger than others. Yeah, but I don't think. I don't know. It's different. Haiti's big, but it's more like... Have you ever been to the Joplin Petro on I-44? Mm-hmm. Huge truck stop. It's just a bigger version of it. No, I've, I, I know what you're doing, but I, I've never been there. I, 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 last time I was in Joplin, I just kept driving. So, yeah. Um, 
FNH says, ever been to Casey's gas station? They usually have good pe- food and pizza. There's a Casey's here in my hometown. Um, it was been here a couple years now. The best pizza for, I mean, it's, I think it's better than like Domino's and all that. It is great pizza, but their sandwiches are incredible. They they have really good sandwiches there as well. So I'm a big fan of Casey's. Uh, my wife, when she eats pizza, she makes me go to Casey's and deliver. But she makes me go to Casey's to get it, and it's it's really good pizza for sure. You don't like Casey's? Me? I yeah. Got one in my town. I eat there way too much, but no, not really. Uh, yeah. You don't really I like kinda, it? Oh, I, I liked it whenever it first came, and I just kind of burnt myself out on it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. That's kind of where I was with uh, Subway. You know, I like Subway. I used to eat there all the time, and eventually just got there, and it's like, eh. All right, I'm taking a break from Subway. Um. Thermo says Bucky's an experience for sure. I just moved back to San Antonio. I just left Joplin. So there you go. Um, thanks for taking us down that rabbit hole there, Clover. Appreciate you. Um, well, the other, there's a couple things that you were at, at both of them this weekend. It happened to be in the same town, about 15, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 minutes apart. But you had Amcon. And you had the USCCA show there in Fort Worth, and you were able to Correct. get to both of them. Um, will you give us a little update on both of them without giving your videos away? Yeah, I spent um, about three hours or so, three or four hours at uh, USCCA in Fort Worth, um, at the Fort Worth Convention Center. Uh, Friday, and then mm-hmm. uh, back again saturday morning until lunch uh then i had to leave back for amcon um yeah i mean just dropped a, a a video speaking with kevin from uscca just dropped it earlier today i'll have some other booth videos a few not any um and then i'll have probably do an overview video of the show but uh if you're into the concealed carry uh home defense which is the name of the expo um that stuff uh it is it's right up your alley, uh, without a doubt. If you are a little more on the footish side of things, eh, not so much, other than get to see certain people or certain manufacturers or whatever. Uh, and there are a few cool things, uh, you know, there that I that I did see and pick up on. I will say, um, size wise, it is comparable def- to NRAM, or what do you think? Definitely smaller than NRAM. Yeah. Uh, definitely smaller than NRAM. Um, a lot of the floor space is taken up by USCCA. Uh, they had a deal to where they were selling a bunch of USCC swag. They had a, a booth where you could, uh, get a, you know, a custom cap made right there on, on site. Um, they had various stages on the floor where certain people were speaking throughout the day. Uh, they had their USCCA TV, almost, you know, webcast, whatever you want to call it, booth. Sure. Um, so a lot of floor space was taken up for that. Um, but you know, there were some pretty decent, uh, manufacturers there. I mean, you, when you're, when you think about, you know, carrying home defense, uh, some of the names that come to mind, of course, that were there, Walther, HK, SIG, uh, mm-hmm. Caltech, interesting enough, no Smith and Wesson, no Ruger. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else Staccato was there. Um, I can't remember manufacturer wise. Mossberg was there. Uh, 
Bond Arms was supposed to be there. Uh, there were several, interestingly enough, there were several vacant booths of really? people that were supposed to be there that, for whatever reason, weren't, right? Um, right? You know, so that was interesting, too. The other thing about that particular show is the public. So, like NRA, the public can attend. Uh, now, let me back up before I, before I hit on that aspect. Uh, and talk about, you know, I did not partake of all the different classes and stuff they had because they had See, the trade show floor. Would, that's what I would yeah. have done. They had the trade of. show floor and then they had the upstairs. Now, I did talk with mm-hmm. USCCA about the shows and they were telling me the numbers of people. I mean, the trainings and they were telling me the number of people that went to those lectures and stuff. And it was yeah. pretty amazing. And like easily 100 plus in like every single class they had, which I thought was pretty, right. was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, but I can't even tell you the number of classes and stuff they had. I mean, there was across the three day span. I mean, there, there was, there could have been a hundred. I mean, it yeah. was a lot. I remember seeing the list and it's a big, long list. And some sure. of them may be, maybe duplicates. I don't know. But anyway, like NRA, it's the public, but I will tell you this, unlike NRA, and it may be because it's a smaller, low key, more low key show. And may just had to do somewhat with turnout because of, you know, everything that's going on and, and stuff, of course. But um, I had no issues Friday or Saturday with the general public. I mean, they were, you know, they got out of the way. They didn't interfere with you while you were doing interviews or taking pictures or doing things, you know, like yeah. we've seen. Wait, so they didn't often. trip over your tripod right. or, you know. Right. Into you, reach grab, 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 grab a gun while you're grab trying to something, video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Grab something out of your hands. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, they would just step back. As a matter of fact, uh, there was a couple of booths I walked into and not even to film, uh, just to uh, talk to them about a few things. And I walk into them and the guy would be talking to, you know, a couple of people. And I would walk into the booth. They would see me. And of course, I had my tripod. I was carrying it. And um, they would back up. They would completely stop the conversation. You know, um, mm. it was it was interesting. I have never experienced anything like that. Right. Um, Not with so, the public, then, yeah. so then jumped over to uh, north of the DFW airport, which was, you know, easily 30 minutes away uh, with traffic and other things. And then um, hit up Amcon after lunch. And. Uh, I got there. I was the next to the last presentation at Amcon. Uh, so Jared from Full 30 was the last one. I got there in time to uh, see Charlie's presentation, Rod Shotgun with Charlie, and Locked and Loaded Latinos, and Rebecca Schmoy. And um, I watched a little bit of Rebecca's. That was and, really good. And Big Tony. Did I already say that? Yeah, um, yeah but, Tony, but Tony, Tony was not their person, though, right? No, Tony was no. Skyped in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie's was recorded, but he was there, which was interesting. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess Tony's, when I showed up, Tony's was the only one. Now, I have since watched a bunch of the stuff in, in replay. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, went, went through those. I mean, it was it was okay. The tech, the facilitation. I think the facility was great for Amcon. Okay. It was yeah. uh, stadium style or whatever seating, like theater, you know what I mean? Style nice. planted sure. seating, sure. Um, which was really cool. Uh, they had a big, yeah, so I probably would have fallen asleep. And people said that 
you know, I, I'm already not two A enough, but can you imagine the memes if I had fallen asleep because I was right. in a comfy chair? No oh kidding. my god! Uh, but big that huge screen, um, power outlets and internet plugs at every single. Of course, they had Wi-Fi too, but at every single little station along the because uh, they had them long uh, counters or bars or whatever you sit at mm-hmm. uh, on each level, and they had you know plugs were there, and I mean it was it was a pretty nice place. Uh, in the nice. uh, ballroom or some kind of a conference room or something at uh, one of the big hotels there at the airport. But anyway, the facility was nice. The facilitation, I would say, was not good as the as good as the live event I attended in 2019. I think the tech facilitation and presentation and all of that was much, much, much better. Um, that being said, the the information and the presentations I think that were put out there were we're great, right? So a lot of times it's about the message. It's not necessarily about, you know, how polished and pretty uh, it might be. Uh, and then after that was over, of course, we get, we, uh, I say we, a lot of us that were there for uh, AmpCon on Saturday uh, went into the uh, hotel restaurant and all sat down and we spent a few hours easily uh, just in there, you know, ordered some uh, food and setting and, you know, whatever you want to call it, fellowship or, or whatever. It was, it was a lot of fun uh, with that. And of course we headed home that night and interestingly enough, ran across a new Bucky's. There is a Bucky's I never knew existed in Ennis, Texas. So uh, we come through there instead of going the way. Yeah. Instead of going the way that we came, uh, we came into Fort Worth one way and decided to go home a different, a different way. And, um, yeah, we got outside of uh, Dallas, and it was a Bucky sign. You know, Bucky's in seven miles or eight miles or something. And I said, what in the world is this? Because, you know, technically, Bucky's would have been the opposite direction, or it would have been going east instead of south. Um, so that was a nice little surprise on the on the trip home, for sure. I forgot hmm. about that. And we stopped at that and we went to San Antonio this January. Is that on 35 or what? It's 35 on, uh, E. Wasn't it? On forty-five. Yeah, it's on forty-five. 45. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NS is on forty-five. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have have gone there. Uh, would have been straight all the way, one hundred percent up your alley for sure. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm hoping they come back to Dallas Fort Worth area again because uh, that would be a wonderful, wonderful place to have it long term. But um, just being, I get to go home, and plus it's not that far of a drive for me. I think it was like in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, and it's like Kansas City, and it's like, oh my god, what's that? Well, on? I told you, I don't know, I don't know the truth about this, so don't quote me on. I know, it. I know. That's I why did. I'm not bringing it up because I didn't I did. know. Well, I don't mind true. bringing it up because they told me, and they didn't say it was That's in true. confidence or anything. But I did ask them about um, the facility, you know, and kind of asked them about the show and the facility and what, you know, their thoughts mm-hmm. talking about USCCA. And I did not do it on camera. It was just in general conversation. Um, and I was told that they have signed a deal to have it in Fort Worth for like the next five years. So I love the idea of that. That'd be so wonderful. If that's true, that'll be kind of cool. Now I wonder if they're going to go back to their springtime, um, time slot. That I don't know that. You know, and I kick myself for not talking about that, but I'm sure, I'm sure time frame is probably still going to be fluid until some of this other stuff levels out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I have a question about it. So about the size of it, you were talking it's way smaller than NRAM. I mean, oh, yeah. what would you compare it size-wise okay. 
like the dungeon yeah. shot or no, not even Ooh. close. No. Um, so I asked the same thing. Do you remember? So you know the pop up review upstairs, right? Oh yeah. Maybe twice that size. Oh. Yeah. As oh. far as the, the room. Maybe one half of the dungeon, I bet. Yeah, you know, maybe the maybe the half the that's ball, behind the, the half that's, yeah, the half exactly. that's behind like the food stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's bigger half, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe the bigger half okay. of the dozen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's but, I mean, it was, pretty small then. Yeah, I mean it was and the booths were really spread out, you know what I mean, too? So would you say there is less than fifty vendors or more than fifty or, there was, or what I would you? say less than fifty, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Of course we think that maybe some of that is say COVID related as far well, as well, I think so. I think it probably is companies not showing. Because again, you had no shows, and then you've got other companies, and I think Smith and Wesson was one of them that had they had already said they were not attending NRA anyway, mm, um, yeah. because of you know risk to their employees and the issues they're already having to deal with because of it. Right? They're like it's just not worth it, uh, and so you know I, you know somebody will have to that that went whether that's budget or whoever that has made a USCCA before. It'd be interesting to compare previous USCCAs. Uh, and the yeah. different uh, vendors or manufacturers that were there to this one and see if there was any difference. If there is, then obviously the the Rona plays a plays a role in it, of course. Because you would yeah. think some of the bigger companies that you mentioned weren't there, like Smith & Wesson and stuff, would be at that expo. Right, at least. At least a small booth. Well, yeah, at least, right. Because none of them had their full, like you would see it at our air shot show, right? So well, like just their, Walter CCW stuff, yeah. Yeah, so like Walter, for example, they had about a half a dozen PDPs, about a half a dozen PPKs, and about a half a dozen CCPs. Mossberg had four, I think, shockwaves and about four or five of their whatever their pistols called. MC I don't know. two or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, Staccato had maybe ten, maybe ten pistols. Like I would say, probably one of each of their line, right? Um, Beretta. They had like their their um, APX with the APX series, I guess. Yeah, they got um, APX carry, so that might that yeah might have been one of their. Um, you know, they didn't have any like ninety twos or you know huh. anything yeah. crazy like that. Um, and you know, Sig was the same way. The, you know, the Sig stuff was mostly the smaller, you know, more compact, mm -hmm. uh, and then the uh, like the three sixty five. I'm talking about the three twenties, and then like the three sixty five and stuff like that. So was Glock uh, there now? Glock was there, interestingly enough. I don't know if it was Glock um, or if it was some type of a manufacturer or some type of an authorized dealer in the area that they had represent them. Uh, and here's why I say that. I should have stopped and asked, right? But I just passed it up. But Glock, literally, so they had booths, right? And you had companies that had actual booths. They were small, super scaled down, but they had booths. Uh, and then you had aisles. Um, that had almost like the eight foot tables, right? And they were back to back, you know what I mean? Down aisles. Mm -hmm. no, kind of yeah, like yeah. Pop, kind of like pop-up review, a shot show or something. Sure. sure. Um the Glock Glock was in one of those. Really? Yeah, and there was literally like four pistols on the table. Um it so had to have been a distributor like they had to have gotten a distributor, not, yeah. yeah, or somebody just to represent them there. Uh, now, yeah. interestingly enough, you talk about like HK. So HK 
and they had like a I would call it a booth, but they had a booth. They had like their MP5s and stuff hanging on the wall, which was interesting. I was like, okay, that's kind Why of. Why wouldn't you? I mean, that's there for eye candy or whatever, I guess. But it's like, yeah, you know, they had all their MP5 lineup and stuff there, and I was like, that's kind of funny, right? Because it's like that's really out of place in the show, but you know, it is what it's it is. It's awesome. It's a whole lot of awesome. Yeah. yeah. But there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, training, laser training, dry fire training booths and stuff set up, uh, and quite a few of those manufacturers and stuff there. I've got one specifically coming up with, in a video. Uh, our friends from Cool Fire Trainer that we see all the time at Tulsa. Uh, of course, they're right out of I think they're out of Broken Arrow, so that's why they're there all the time. Uh, they were there, uh, and so they stayed covered up. All of the the uh, you know electronic video game style simulators and trainers training booths, mm-hmm. uh, man, they were they were covered up the entire show that I seen. Um, so there was a lot of that to do. It wasn't just like one of those right where the line is forever long. Uh, you could kind of rotate through the. I would say there was at least a half a dozen of those, and for that size show, a half a dozen was a lot. Right, right. Yeah, at sure. least a half a dozen. <sighs> Sorry. This is all checked up. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I'm hoping that they do sign that five-year deal. It's something that I've been wanting to go to for a, a few years. Um, I'm really hoping they do because, you know, that would be awesome. Um, and if they do that, I just know that I'm going to have to not schedule something at work that weekend to where I can take off for it. I will tell um, you this. I don't know if it was the timing or what, but, you know, if you do and you have to stay, um, I'm not going to give away the secrets, but um, you got to be careful where you stay because some of those hotel prices are Fort stay Worth, with friends. and I don't understand why, but some of those hotel prices, man, in Fort Worth are insane. I'll either stay with friends or my cousins, you know, they're right. in Plano as well. I was so. going to uh, because I had, uh, I had a cousin that lived in Crowley. Mm-hmm. which is just right down the road. Uh, but they moved out to Cedar Creek like last oh, yeah. year. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hit them up. And she was like, man, be glad to, but we live out at Cedar Creek now. And I'm like, well, that's a little far. So usually when I stay in a hotel in Dallas, we always stay there on 114 or there by Las Colinas, uh, kind of where Amcon was. And that little, that, that whole row of highways all, hotels coming right off the airport uh, right. they've got la quinta they got all sorts of so and they usually have pretty decent prices so we have to stay at la quinta well, over there at 114 i tried to strategically pick a place because i didn't want to be driving back and forth the 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 probability that you're going to run into construction accidents other things between fort worth and north, and north of the airport right it's crazy. You got Arlington, you got Irving, you got all of that area. You got the ballpark, you got six flat, you got all that crap right in between the two. And so having to trek back and forth in between the two, it was like, you know, I'm going to find a place that we drive into Friday. Uh, we have to drive into Fort Worth, obviously downtown Fort Worth with the convention center Friday. And okay, we have to drive 15 minutes the opposite direction that night. But then the next day when we go in, and the traffic's not bad, right, for that. And then the next day, the only traffic we have to worry about is getting over to Amcon because by the time Amcon gets over with, right, it's going to be, you know, and we chat and we do 
eat and we do all the other things and hang out, it's going to be late in the evening Saturday and traffic's not going to be that bad, right? And <laughs> we're easy to jet home. So I kind of planned our stay around uh, not having a lot of traffic and and uh, and issues. I don't think Sarge was here when you were talking about the days in, but he says don't ever strategically pick the days in by when I'm at Livonia, Georgia. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure I have because I'm not a big hotel snob. Uh, unless I'm with the family, then we stay nice places. But if it's just me, I don't care. I'm sure I have stayed at days in. But I don't remember staying in a days in. But I've stayed at days in a bunch. The of last two are you and budget. The last two experiences I've heard of days in makes me not even want to like think about staying at a days in now. What's well, crazy yeah. is that was by Wyndham, right? Yeah, it, I, and, and I swear Hotel. by. It's I nice swear it's by nice So I swear by La Quinta and mm-hmm. have for decades oh, yeah. now. Uh, if well, I can stay at a Lakeita, I'm going to. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Windows wasn't always my window. Not yeah. yeah, now, but all those were built prior to that. So, well, I yeah. know that, but I'm just saying it's under well, that management. But I've yet, stayed yeah. at tons yeah. of Wyndham hotels just this year, right. and never yeah. had a bad one till yeah. right. this time. Right. I have a video on my phone that may or may not have Sarge walking up to the room with a mop in his hand. And him saying some very colorful words about never has he ever had to go ask the front desk for a mop so he could mop his floor in his room. Ugh. Not lying. Not yeah, not lying. Mm. Mm. No, thank you. Ugh. Okay. And there was no carpet. Isn't that what you said? No, there's no carpet. It so had... I've only stayed at one, and I can't remember what it was. That's the that's, that's to... way the, the blood doesn't have to stain the carpet. Right. Exactly. Just right. I went to, and, and there's a live stream. I think it's still on the channel. But when I went to um, Talladega for the, uh, uh, what is that? The Shooting Sports Showcase back in March or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. I just stayed at, because my wife wasn't going, I, I don't care. Uh, and so I just picked whatever was cheap and close. And that was the only hotel I've ever stayed in period that never, that didn't have carpet in the room. I had never seen that before ever, ever, ever. Well, so this was, is only that the was second time. And the first time was in Durango, Colorado. We stayed in a La Quinta as a matter of fact, and it was really nice, but it had actual hardwood floors in there that actually, yeah, hardwood floors. but it was a very nice, I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. It was a very nice hotel. It was just, right. it had hardwood floors. Yeah. Yep. Um, sorry, well, so the problem driving straight on the way out here. I should ask you about that. We'll talk about that off air. It's not appropriate. But yeah, with, with with not having carpet, I'm surprised that more haven't went to not having carpet. Right? I am too. Think about. I mean, with cleaner. you could you could more easily allow pets to stay, and you wouldn't have to worry about yep. stuff. Right? You didn't wouldn't have to worry about all the other nastiness that comes with spilling liquor or just whatever breast milk Blood. or whatever it might be on the carpet right did you just mess breast with milk? well did. i'm just trying to think of stuff that's gross right out of all, all things out of all that. things breast milk is what you thought of yeah. <laughs> okay so you know what I'm saying. Nasty, I, right? know. I hear you uh let's see elster's out there what's up homie um so yeah well, we're we're coming up on the hour and a half mark. So, uh, snob, you have any? I'm assuming you've got a bunch of content probably coming out. But uh, tell people where they can find you. Maybe what projects 
Uh, you've been a busy man this year, so uh, I noticed you have been starting to put some stuff back out, but talk to people about what they can expect for you for the next few months. Um, yeah, I got a bunch more shorts and stuff from that trip, but I got some regular content yeah. too. And then I've got, I've been working uh, for the last few days on my top 10 states for 2021 gun owners video. I figured it's been a year, so I'll do another one of those because that one did really well. So there you go. That'll be out this week. No, a top a to top ten did well. No, no, did it really? Um, yeah. Sarge says the two liquid clover juices to mention on liquor. That's two things I two things I don't like. Okay, <laughs> two things that are nasty. I want to know I mean, why you know that you don't like breast milk. I mean, how, have you had it recently? No, but that's my point. And I certainly don't want to step in it either way. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, Clover, you've got 17 channels out there now. So uh, why don't you tell know, people right. that can find you and, and what the hell's going on and why the hell your ego makes you start another channel? I yeah, I was talking to my wife earlier today about starting <laughs> another one, honestly. Oh, um, shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just because I can, quite honestly. Okay. Uh, yeah, the GunTuber Academy, that's the nerd stuff. It's the same thing I've always done with you know, helping people or whatever, but I've, you know, I'm increased by sphere of influence and my network and my other things. And, you know, it's just time to break the nerd stuff off from the CloverTech channel. That way I can focus on reviews and 2A stuff and other things on there. Mainly because if people are searching for that type of thing, right? The creator style content, they got to sift through gun reviews and all kinds of other things, right? And it's like, I thought, right. eh, that's just not a good, it's just not a good idea. I want to make it easier. Um, so yeah, all that stuff is now over there. Uh, all the previous live streams we've done talking nerd stuff, they're all in playlists over there. So you don't mm -hmm. have to go to the CloverTech channel for any of the nerd stuff anymore. Um, so does that mean easier. I can unsub the CloverTech channel then? You can, if you'd like to. Sweet. I, I already have. Yeah. About a month, about a month yeah. ago. Sure. Uh, it's great because I don't get all those damn notifications anymore, you know? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, if you do that, then you won't get the continued, you know, GunTuber stuff, and that includes... Uh, you still do gun shit? Yeah, occasionally. Oh, uh, I I've still got... I've got four or five videos. From you own a baseball anymore? card channel anyways. What yeah, that's that? what I, I was thinking. He's a baseball guy and... Uh, yeah. So the CloverTech Cards channel is there. No, so here's the deal with the CloverTech Cards channel. You can literally film, and it's one of the reasons I started that channel. You can literally film, edit, and upload enough content to last a year in about three days with that type of content. Um, you can you can stack it up in the bank that that. Well, much. we know so, that you stacked it up. <laughs> yeah, it is. So uh, I seen an O'Call was trying to copy him last night. He, he is O'Call. Oh, was he? Now. But is he uh, doing cards. He is. He opened some Star Wars cards, and then he got some, nice. I don't know, some baseball cards or something on the video he dropped today, which was interesting. Um, but, yeah, that, that channel takes care of itself, so it's not, not that big of a deal. But, I'm going to uh, have to go and, and take a picture of Roe Cole eating the popcorn at the Yankees game, the guy that looks, looks like Roe Cole. Right. I'm going to make a baseball card of that and send it to him for Christmas. There you go. 
That was not a guy that looks like Rokal. That was Rokal. I think it looks like Rokal. Did you well, know? That's true. That's true. That's did true. you know, getting off on in a rabbit hole, but did you know you can get on Top's website, right? Top's that does baseball cards. And you can literally Tops. have, you can literally have custom, well, some people might not, but you can literally have custom Top's cards printed. How much does those cost? I, I never looked into the price, but I know that it can be done. Interesting. I might and they legit that. look like, you know what I'm saying? They legit yeah, yeah, have sure. the, artwork and everything else they're logoed the whole nine awesome i'm pretty sure i got those out of a machine at the mall when i was a teenager that you stuck five dollars in or two dollars in and you know printed off a card with your picture on it that it took Could in be. a kiosk Could be. it was like a taps or something yeah like gizzard's thing gary said coming april you know, you know you, <laughs> gizzard out there gizzard jokes but he does not understand, okay, as as a business owner for two decades, right? I went about five, and I learned, I pretty much learned, screw turning over my taxes to somebody else is going to just jack them up. If I'm going to have the risk, if I'm going to have the risk of jacking them up, I'm just going to figure it out and do it myself, right? And so because of that, uh, every time January 1st or whatever hits, and, I man, I get friends and relatives and kids and whatever that call me, and they're like, I need help. You're Andy Dufresne. You're Andy Dufresne. Do they're they're going to start doing prison baseball schedules around tax seasons. So they they could be. See they could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he ended up on a uh, on a beach in I Mexico. Mean, so you know, or whatever. So he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, some cool things going to be coming. Uh, Coming up in the next few weeks, uh, got some confirmed dates today from cool people. Always, we're going to have Charlie back in a few weeks. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but uh, really awesome content. Uh, some of you guys have heard of the modern day sniper. Um, well, Philip Vallejo is one of those two former jarheads that uh, are doing the modern day sniper, and he's he's big into the, the podcast, but he's also big into the he was a scout sniper in the Marine Corps, and uh, I've been talking with him some today. And he's going on a big hunting trip for the next couple of weeks. When he gets back, he's going to come on the show, and we're going to talk all sorts of fun stuff um, with him. But uh, if you guys are not familiar with Philip Vallejo, then check him out. Check out Modern Day Sniper. They've got separate. He's got his own channel. Modern Day Sniper has their own stuff uh, together. They give a bunch of stuff, collab stuff. Really cool stuff. He's going to be coming on. Uh, Cole's going to be coming back on. Got some uh, different manufacturers and stuff that are involved in uh, the long game uh, sphere, if you want to call it that, and um, all that. So, yeah, looking forward to the next. I know people might be getting bored of the long-range stuff. Hate to break it to you, folks. That's where I am at right now. That's where my passion is, and I'm, I'm really falling in love with this thing. Um, so if you don't like the long grain stuff, you probably don't want to come to the channel for the next few months. Just saying, but uh, we got some really cool guests. Obviously we'll have a lot more different guests and all that, but, uh, right now I'm kind of hyper-focused on the long game and really am enjoying it. It's one of these uh, days I'll teach you how to shoot long range. I shot the outdoor 36 yards at Sarge and we have video true. proof. Hey, I can't touch that. That That's like a two mile shot in, in rifle world. You know, oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> I hit it first time and 
they finally talked me into trying again, which I knew was a mistake. Well, when you're shooting at a uh, eight foot piece of steel snob, you, you no, it was just a, it was just a two third silhouette. I was shocked I hit it. <laughs> um, Watermaker. I know Snob's there. I'll be there. I know uh, Clover will be there. It sounds like Sarge is going to be there, and Gary will be there this fall. Um, any word from the home front, Snob? Are they I mean, they had it in April. I'm assuming they'll have it in November, right? I think they'll have it. Tulsa's having everything right now. I mean, there's nothing yeah, okay. being good. I've gotten no. Carrie is usually, I think I reported a month or maybe even longer ago. It's been at least a month ago, right? That you know, I got all the our paperwork and everything else we need in order, and we're good to go. Um, and usually, she kind of keeps me posted if it's questionable, you know, that kind of stuff. She did last year, so uh, and did okay. up in uh, April as well. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get a pretty decent heads up if anything does go south. But that's that's good to know from Snobs since he's right there, so that does help. I mean, they're having the Tulsa State Fair this week. The la- yeah. this last week and this week currently. Yeah. So yeah. if they're going to have the Tulsa State Fair, there's going to be no issues yeah. having one maker. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, looking forward to seeing both of you there, and um, looking forward to seeing everybody that wants to make the trip to Tulsa um, for the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show. It's a bucket list thing, guys. You got to make sure that you go. They have it twice a year in April and November. Um, it's a bucket list. It's eleven acres of a gun show under one roof. If you can't find what you're looking for, whether it's a firearm or accessory or whatever, it probably doesn't exist anymore. So a uh, great place, great fun. Good to see friends. Like I said, Sarge and Gary. Um, yeah. So if you're over around Tulsa, come by and say hi to us. Well, I'll have a table and all of that um, and all that. But yeah, thanks for watching guys. If you're out there, uh live thank you so much it was great uh had fun tonight it was kind of a laid back just a fun one uh i knew that these two guys were probably tired so i wanted to give them a chance to talk about what they were talking what they did this weekend um if you're out there and replay or podcast one you made it this far god bless you because what the hell are you doing uh but if you have any questions or comments use that comment section below guys we'll see you soon until next week simplify